and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Well, hello there. We are wrapping up the winter uh, magic series with one of my favorite witches. So buckle up because this is going to be a fun episode. And that is Winter Sex Magic with the love witch, Gwen Walsh. And Gwen is a sex educator, tarot reader, and witch based in Maine. She graduated from the University of Southern Maine with a BA in Women's Studies and a minor in Holistic and Integrative Health. Her sex education ethics are grounded in accurate, inclusive, and sex-positive information for all. Gwen believes everyone deserves to have the resources and information to understand and embrace their sexual and spiritual selves. Go visit her at GwenWalsh.com and I'll put the link in the, bi- in the bio. Oh my gosh. I'm, when I'm on Instagram and the description <laughs> for this episode. Gwen, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. As I was saying, saying right before we recorded, when I was brainstorming, you know, what to talk about for the Winter Magic series, you know, something different. And I thought of, oh, sex magic. And you came right to my mind. I'm like, yes, the love witch. Let her be in the house and available. <laughs> oh, I'm so episode. glad. Yay. <laughs> So just diving in, into this uh, time, I just want to, before we dive into the, the sex magic and the pleasure, uh, what does this time mean in particular for this, you know, pleasure, the sex magic, the love? What, what does th- this season of winter represent for that? Winter is honestly such a beautiful time to do any sort of magic or spiritual practice, but especially sex magic, sensual magic, and anything rooted in pleasure, comfort, um, and groundedness. Because a lot of us, especially those of us who are in the northern parts um, of the country and of the world where winter is really cold, um, winter can make us feel like this like barren, sad type of energy, um, which is totally understandable. But at the same time, that's part of what makes it so beautiful and so fortuitous for sex magic, especially because we have this opportunity to embody and embrace that stillness within us as we see it outside in the season. And we have the opportunity to really get grounded, get comfortable and comfort and safety and security is a prerequisite to pleasure. You know, oftentimes folks need to feel comfortable and safe and secure in order to open themselves up to pleasure in all of its different forms. And so Mm. winter in this way 
is this beautiful, and this is why I love being a pagan because we (laughs) honor all of the different seasons and you can really find the meaning and the value and the beauty in each season. And winter is usually the hardest season for many folks to enjoy and embrace. But by looking at winter through a magical lens, we can see it as this wonderful time for that stillness, that inner quiet. And it's a beautiful kind of uh, antidote to what a lot of us experience in our culture of this constant stimulation, this five second attention span, and this Mm. need to constantly be seeking more and more and more. And by its very nature, winter is the opposite of that. It is the drawing inward. It is the quietness, the hibernation, and the really being deeply reflective of our own selves, taking stock of what we have, appreciating what we have, and really being still and quiet and at peace with ourselves. And that is such an important part of pleasure as well. And one of you know, the main reasons why I love teaching about sex and pleasure, because um, one of the, I guess, meanings of it for me is finding that joy and that peace, confidence, and happiness within ourselves, regardless of our external circumstances, and really romanticizing our lives and finding the pleasure and the beauty and joy in our lives, um, regardless of what the weather's doing outside. So, I think that we see this, you know, in herbalism, in tarot, um, this connection of sex and death, you know, as like a life death rebirth cycle, as you know, the death card promising new life in the tarot, as different herbs like mandrake and damiana being herbs of both sex and death. And so winter and sex magic are not as mutually exclusive as we might think they are. Mm. Wow, that was so powerful. And I'm glad you said <laughs> You can tell that I that feel strongly about this. Oh, yeah, very. <laughs> feel the vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that you brought up the death card because what I forgot to tell you ahead of time was that I pulled an oracle card at the beginning of each episode. But you, you were already on that frequency and you mentioned the death card. So that's going to be the card <laughs> that we worked with. But I, I love it because... And I was taking a few notes. When we focus on the stillness, and as you were saying, the the safety, you know, like when we are at home or we're in our bedroom, you know, we have this chance to reflect, as you were saying. And you just, again, referencing the death car, we can end things that are holding us back from being in that place where we can be reflective and and had that sense of safety so we can explore our pre- uh, pleasures and find out, okay, you know what? I have been focusing too much on constant uh, stimulation. Let me slow down a little bit, which is, as you were saying, the opposite of that constant stimulation is the winter time to slow down and go inward. So I'm so glad that you brought that up to uh, have a reminder that slow down and embrace yourself. Exactly. And that's really a big part of, of my work of sexuality and spirituality work in general is to 
to really find that intrinsic value um, within our own pleasure, within our own magic, that our magic does not come from buying the next best candle. Our Mm -hmm. pleasure does not come from needing to get, you know, the, the coolest new toy or the, you know, having the best body or whatever, all of these things are intrinsic to us. They're already within us. And so sexuality and spirituality as independent topics and together are both not about seeking the next best thing outside of ourselves, but rather peeling back the layers of our own selves and finding that beauty within ourselves, like uncovering mm. the the pleasure, the love, the magic and the connection with our own selves. And there's no better time than winter to do that. <laughs> For sure. And another thing I loved what you said was romanticizing our lives. Can people use their imagination to dive deeper into that, like what you were saying, but to use that in a sense of, you know, romanticizing to help get them there as opposed to just thinking like, oh, slow down and do this. Like how I want to just dive a little bit more into that, like the romanticizing part, because I feel like with the intuition and the imagination, there's something there that can help people bridge that you know, from here to there. Absolutely. And so that's the thing is romanticizing your life, um, having an exciting and also peaceful and positive inner world is a really important part of all of this work and something that we should be conscious and cognizant of. uh, Because when you have that um, you know, positive and productive relationship with your own internal world, with your own self-intimacy, then that's just the best possible foundation for everything else going forward. And mm-hmm. that's what I think, at least in my own work with clients and working with self-intimacy, that's what it's really about is, is my own head a good place to be? You know, do I, do I love myself when I'm just taking a walk on my own? Do I love myself in the quiet moments in between, you know, taking a shower or like heading into bed or, you know, walking out to my car. And of course, we're not always going to be perfect with that, but Mm. adding that romantic element to our lives and really deeply appreciating what we have as opposed to focusing on what we might be lacking um, is really important. And so when I think of romanticizing one's life, I think of both expressing, of course, deep gratitude for what we have as opposed to comparing ourselves and really being kind to ourselves, really, truly loving ourselves instead of emotionally beating ourselves up when we're not having the best day. Mm-hmm. And also, um, if we think about, you know, folks who talk about like manifestation, law of attraction, uh, magnetism, whatever you want to call that work of drawing into yourself of attracting things. When we romanticize our lives, when we treat ourselves romantically, when we, um, 
embody those feelings of love and warmth and allure and attraction, all of those things that we want to feel and radiate outward, then we're already embodying those things. And thus we are attracting them even more to ourselves. It's like the opposite Mm. of when you have a bad day and bad things keep piling up and you're like, oh, it's a bad day. And then of course, bad things continue happening, which is actually (laughs) what happened (laughs) to me earlier today. I was like, this is such a bad day. Bad things keep happening. And then I thought to myself, it was like 15 minutes of a bad day. It was not a bad day. And then I thought to myself, hold on, I get to read tarot for a living. I just had two readings today already with two amazing clients Mm -hmm. that were so excited about the reading and the reading like changed their lives. And I'm over here thinking it's a bad day because (laughs) like a bird flew into my car like what (laughs) makes no sense because like I'm running errands and I'm thinking it's a hassle. Like that makes no sense. And so that's the thing is as much as sex magic and pleasure magic and love magic, like they are these exciting, glamorous, you know, enthralling things. And at the same time, the real, I guess, um, quality of the magic is not necessarily in the big ornate rituals that we do once a year Mm -hmm. or once a moon cycle. It's in the little moments where we take a step back and notice, oh my God, I like myself. I enjoy Mm -hmm. being in my own head. I am capable of doing big, scary things and being confident in them. Those little realizations are so important. And especially in the stillness of winter, there's a little bit more quietness so that we can hear and see and realize those things, those little things that really are the big things. Wow. Yes. It's like you had to zoom out a little bit because I mean, I would have been a little traumatized too if a bird flew in. (laughs) I know it wasn't hurt. It just scared me. Sure. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But you know, it stuff like that does happen. And, you know, once you, you zoomed out, you, you were able to see like, oh, you know what, this was just 15 minutes. Right. But during the winter time, some of us think, oh my God, this is three months. <laughs> and it's just like, how, how can someone you know, zoom out and, you know, help them to get over that. And, you know, just how you describe, I gave some amazing readings today, you know, I get to do this, you know, this is my life and this is amazing. So it, it sounds like people need to, during these, you know, winter months, zoom out a little bit and also remember to focus on the little things throughout the day. And I forget who said, said this before, but I was watching, uh, this was like years and years and years ago, a relationship um, show and someone asked, well, uh, what, what do you do for foreplay? And the guy said, uh, Every, everything with my wife is for, foreplay, you know, up until we actually, you know, have sex. He goes, I do the dishes or I give her a massage. Or, you know, I'll get her a cup of coffee. It's all these little things that just creates that atmosphere of I see you, I hear you, I got you. 
and you know leading up to that so that that's also what it sounds like you were describing like all these things lead up to you know the the love the pleasure the sex everything like that to help you especially during this winter time exactly and whether it's specifically sexual things and having a sexual relationship with oneself or whether it's the little like romantic magical things um in your day it really is again i can't remember who said this but the small things often um mm. maybe it was the gottman institute that says that small things often mm. and it really is it's not about like the uh 15 second quick fixes on tiktok although those can be inspiring but <laughs> it's about like really committing ourselves every day to living this life in devotion to our own pleasure, in devotion to love. Um, And again, it doesn't have to be big dramatic things. It can be the small integration of little changes, little actions, little mindset shifts that add up into feeling connected to our sensuality, into feeling engaged in our daily lives. And the other thing is that in all of my work, whether it's through like my months long courses or just through a one-off session with someone, I really like to emphasize that it's not about being perfect. Like we will never Mm -hmm. come out of a 60 minute tarot reading or a three month course or anything being perfect. I'm Mm -hmm. certainly not perfect. And I wouldn't trust anyone who claims that they are. Uh, (laughs) But it's about (laughs) building the positive coping skills and the energetic resilience so that when things do happen, when you do inevitably have a bad day or you don't feel as magical as you would like to, that you can come back to this place of it's okay. I can get through this. And Mm -hmm. I just had a moment like that the other day riding in the car and that was a huge thing for me. It wasn't a three hour long sex magic ritual with all the Mm -hmm. tricks and tools and everything. It was just like five minutes of being in the car going from, you know, a not helpful mindset into, hold on, I'm actually okay. And I can change this for myself and getting Mm -hmm. to a place of comfort and love within myself. And that was huge. It turned my entire day around. Mm. Yeah, that, that was, powerful uh, at that level of comfort with yourself but also I want to emphasize to the listeners Gwen has a Virgo placement I think you're a Virgo son and she said it doesn't have to be perfect do you know how (laughs) much (laughs) effort it takes for a Virgo and I'm a Virgo son to say it you don't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect so I just want to emphasize the weight of that okay (laughs) it's true I'm a Virgo son and a Virgo Venus So I feel it. (laughs) And that's the thing is like, one of the reasons I love being a sex educator so much is that we can really find examples of everything through our sexual lives. And so if we think about perfection, um, kind of correlating that to sex, like if you are having sex with someone And you're like, oh my God, I I haven't had an orgasm yet. Like they're going to think that I'm not enjoying this or, you know, what the heck, what's wrong with my body. If you Mm. start stressing out that the sex isn't going perfectly as planned, 
you're not going to have a good time at all. You would have such a better time if you just didn't worry about, you know, your goals during sex, or if you just didn't worry about whatever you wanted to happen and you just let go and you let yourself really enjoy whatever is happening. And so I kind of see that as the template for life, you know, as much as (laughs) my Virgo self wants things to be perfect. I think that it's so much better to take the pressure off and say, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And why don't I just fully enjoy and engage with the pleasure in whatever does happen, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I know that is a struggle because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you want to make sure, you know, all parties involved have the best experience, you know, and it, it gets to be overthinking. It gets to be you know, what is what typical Virgos do? Is everyone okay? Okay, 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 okay. You know, it's just like breathe and go with the flow. And speaking of pleasure, I am all about the senses. So I definitely want to dive into food and drink. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it's like a scent that people can dive into to get them into the flow at this time, because after the holidays, there's nothing going on until like what, April? So to, to help keep this momentum flowing, what are some, uh, I don't know, maybe like a, a scent or a fruit or something that people can can eat, you know, as a snack or whatever to help keep them, you know, to that uh, certain level? Because I know that the senses play such a huge part in this process. Absolutely. So in terms of fruit and foods, of course, the first thing that comes to mind for me is pomegranate because the whole Persephone mm-hmm. and Hades um time of the year for this. This is when Persephone and Hades are reunited and the pomegranate as this kind of archetypal fruit of the underworld. And a lot of folks, um, especially, you know, for those who winter is not their most active or enjoyable time, uh, they may feel like they're experiencing an underworld journey at this time of the year. And so the pomegranate, even the act of seeding a pomegranate as a ritual activity I've done it before and it's been so beautiful to kind of contemplate the process of seeding a pomegranate of, you know, the tough outer skin and then getting to like doing the work and the labor of getting to the sweet fruit on the inside and how you have to be really careful with it. And you have to, you know, be strong and like pull apart the pomegranate, but you also have to be tender with it and like very delicately pick out the seeds. And then you get to enjoy literally the fruits of your labor. It's a very Mm. meditative process in and of itself and very like exemplary of what winter can be in its beauty, because winter is not necessarily the, um, high energy, high activity of summer, but winter's value is in that it's the time of rest and it's the time Mm -hmm. of reflection and really getting to the core of what we are. And so pomegranate as a fruit of the underworld, of the underworld journey, that could be a meditative activity or a ritual in and of itself, you know, meditating and reflecting and contemplating while you de-seed and then eat a pomegranate and just see Mm. what comes to you, whether you work with Hades and Persephone or not, you know, just seeing what messages or what nudges you may receive um, or what ideas come to your mind, what revelations come to you. 
I know a lot of people um, also really like working with herbs. And so two great ones to work with at this time of year are, well, actually more than two, (laughs) mandrake, damiana, and actually mistletoe and chestnut. Um, A lot of the classic Christmas herbs um, are both aphrodisiac herbs and like death and rebirth herbs. And a lot of a lot of what we see in herbalism, you know, like Mandrake and Damiana too, are herbs of both sexuality and death. And so that can be a beautiful way to kind of meditate on and um, understand and contemplate the connection of sexuality and death. You know, we see Mm -hmm. this lack of life outside, you know, whether it's snow or just barren trees or whatever, Um, And how do we find life within that death? How do we find um, pleasure and warmth and comfort in or within like the cold and the difficulty of winter? And so that can be a really great way to engage with those things. Um, And I think that even though winter is not the most comfortable time of year for many of us, if we can find ways to really engage with that coziness and warmth and the idea of we're not supposed to be out doing things all the time in winter, like we are Mm -hmm. valid, especially now in staying in and having simple days and really engaging in you know, the full spectrum of pleasure, sensory, sensual, and sexual in whatever ways feel good for us and really coming back to basics in that way. Yeah, that's so beautiful because, well, I I was thinking about the color of pomegranate too. I was like, oh yeah, it's also like a sexy color. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's it's like, you know, getting, like you said, back to the basics, back to yourself, but in also doing so, as you mentioned, and I, I love, again, that the death is a reoccurring theme because it, it is. The, the, so like the more we get comfortable with ourselves, the more we let go of the things that was, you know, holding us back. Mm-hmm. So I love that during this process, there's a a rediscovery of sorts where people can, you know, get their pomegranate, and get the mandrake, you know, all those things and you know, get something that makes them feel warm, you know, get a, I don't know, a heated blanket or whatever the case may be. And you can just have your drink, you know, whatever, however you want to use the, you know, the um, uh, fruit and other examples and really just think about what comes to mind when you think of pleasure, you know, what, what is that for you? You know, we talked about the senses and, you know, for some people it may be like, oh yeah, you know what? I love the smell of, I don't know, a rose or tulip. But I also love now promagandy, you know, so I love that you're giving these examples where people can just take a few steps back, like you were saying, to slow down and figure out what do you truly want? What does that look like, feel like for you? So also going a little bit back to the romanticizing, it's just, you know, the more we are in tune with the cycles of the seasons, the better we can benefit from the energy of that season but we really have to again zoom out and slow down and also use the things that are around us I'm thinking some of these things I know I can get across the street at my market I'm like wait a minute this is so simple it's literally right there Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing is 
a lot of us find that we need to force things, you know, we need to Mm -hmm. make ourselves have an orgasm during sex. Uh, because if we, if we don't have an orgasm, then our partner is going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. and, you know, we need to make ourselves push through at work because if we don't, then we will be unproductive or all, all of these, um, very valid beliefs about, I need to make this happen. I need to force this to happen because if I don't, then everything will fall apart. And I want to honor where those fears come from. It's completely understandable. And at the same time, I do invite folks to consider what if I didn't force things? What if I prior- prioritized flow over force? Mm. At, because that's where psychicism and intu- intuition come from. That's where those beautiful blessings and positive changes come from. And that's really what the death card is about too. Because if we cling to life so hard and never allow death processes to occur, then are we really living, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of death deities, um, Hades in particular, and I'm sure others, work with this sense of stoicism in the idea of allowing those life, death, rebirth processes to happen because we don't want to have regrets at the end of our lives. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to live our lives in this way of having to force everything so much so that we pay more attention to our desired outcome than we do to actually being engaged in the present moment. And so of course this is going to apply to folks differently because not everyone can afford to kick back all winter and not do anything. Not everyone can Mm -hmm. afford to, you know, hang out with a pomegranate once a week, (laughs) but (laughs) as much as we can engage in these ideas of prioritizing rest, prioritizing flow, and not being afraid of the metaphorical death processes in our lives and considering that, I mean, the death card came up today in one of my readings. And so my client and I talked about, considering death, not as a chopping away of the things that you knew and loved, but as a creating space for Mm. new life to come in. And if we can be courageous enough to let go of what was, what maybe needs to pass, then we can create the space for even more beautiful and better and well-matched things to come in and grow from that place of death. Mm. Yes, man. Just, man, I'm just like, all, all that's just sinking in, sinking in, sinking in. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, because it's it's something that for so long, I would hear people complain, oh, it's cold, oh, it's dark, oh, I don't want to go out. And to hear someone say, well, you can also focus on these things, or, or not also, but rather focus on that, here's what's the the magic here's the magic here's the the energy the whatever you want to call it that's going on right now mm-hmm. and here's how you can capitalize on that like th- that's that's what i'm hearing is just you know being in tune and understanding and not being afraid you know you can do this and i'm just loving every moment of it because it is truly powerful because to do this means that 
as, as you were saying earlier with, you know, the work and things like that, this will show up in other areas in your life. And one, so one of the questions I was going to ask, but actually it seems like it's just more of being in the flow. I was going to ask if there was uh, like something that people can help to stay centered during this time, you know, whether I, we talked about, you know, the pomegranate and things like that, but it seems like this is actually more of a time to just be, just flow, just rest. Don't worry about having, you know, something that you have to do every day. It's okay if you have it, but it seems like this is more of a time to just rest, be still, flow, then to focus on, you know, getting up and doing something for today? Yeah. So I think of two things um, initially when you ask that question, and there are two very different aspects of the magic we can engage in in winter. So the first thing is coming straight from my Taurus moon, (laughs) Um, an activity that I lovingly call nesting. Um, I think a lot of folks call it that. And it's basically just the complete antithesis of pushing ourselves. It is getting as comfy as physically possible. So for me, it looks like getting on the couch, getting like two or three blankets, a bunch of pillows, my favorite cup of tea. I love the Numi rooibos chai. Uh, That's my favorite. And uh, snuggling up with like either a movie or one of my favorite books and literally doing everything that I can to indulge in those creature comforts as much as possible and allow myself to truly be as cozy and comfy as possible um, is so healing um, because Mm. we so often don't do that. We're always like, well, I have to go out even though I don't want to. I have to just push myself and, you know, do one more of this, that, and the other thing. And so engaging in a practice where we intentionally create and cultivate the coziest, most comfortable space possible just does wonder wonders for our physiological and somatic sense of safety in the world. And our sense of self-trust too, of our Mm. bodies being able to trust that we are good caretakers of them, our bodies being able to trust us that we know how and when to take care of ourselves. And that self-trust is huge for developing your intuition and your psychic abilities. It's huge for connecting with and engaging and really embodying your pleasure. Uh, Because like I said, we often need to feel safe and secure and self-trusting before we can open up to really engage in pleasure. Um, And so that's one thing that I think of. And another that's slightly different is honestly the most powerful magical thing that I've ever done. And I talk about this all the time was I think it was the new moon in Capricorn, uh, which is probably coming up soon because we've got cap season right around the corner at the time of recording this. And it was the new moon in Capricorn. It was a few years ago and I live in Maine. And so it had just snowed really hard. And so it was like that kind of after the snow where it's totally silent outside because no one's outside because we just had a big storm. And so I just felt this irresistible desire to grab some of my Saturnian crystals, like obsidian and jet and whatever, and like put them in my pockets and get all suited up and go out for a walk in the snow. And so I did. And it was just a 
totally silent walk. I went by myself, just walked around my neighborhood and it was silent outside and it was so beautiful and quiet and still. And I just kind of contemplated, um, Saturn in my life. And Saturn is the God of like time and structure and discipline and challenges, hardship, uh, the inner void, all of that. And I just really contemplated, like, how can I find comfort and stability um, Mm -hmm. in my own inner void? How can I just be completely with myself in the most raw and real way? No embellishments, no validation from others. Can I just exist in my own inner void and be okay with myself? Mm. And it was like an 45 minutes hour, maybe that I was out on this walk and it was so powerful. Like I didn't have any, you know, channeled messages from the goddess herself or like any, any Mm -hmm. wild things, lightning strikes upon me or anything, but just (laughs) existing with myself and feeling that comfort in my deepest, darkest, just void in just who I am with no embellishments was so powerful. And this was years ago and I still remember it like it was yesterday. And so those are two really huge things that we can do for ourselves that aren't necessarily like drawing down the moon and, you know, invoking the goddess herself or anything, but that doesn't make them not powerful. You know, Mm -hmm. I think they're, they're extremely powerful just because of how raw and real they are. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm just like getting emotional listening to you because it's it, it is truly powerful to be real and raw with yourself to like you said none of this none of that that's freedom <laughs> you know it's just to to be at that state of mind and to hold on to that man your life just becomes like so much more better it doesn't mean that we don't have you know things that pop up but it's you can handle it so much better now. And it, you, you reminded me of two things. Even more recently, I went and purchased the book because I, I just thought, oh, you know, I haven't read in a while. And I'm even sitting here now. There's a bunch of blankets around me because it's just there. <laughs> like I'm a blanket person. And I would go get a, a, a latte, wrap myself up in a bunch of blankets and read. And you literally just described my life. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, I was walking in the snow. I had an uh, orthodontist appointment and it started snowing. And I thought, mm, I'm not far from home. I'll just walk. And I, again, got a Starbucks drink <laughs> mm-hmm. and I walked home. But yeah, the snow was fresh. I saw a couple of dogs and I'm the person that talks to the dog first. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot there's a human too. Hello. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it was such a nice, beautiful, peaceful walk. Mm-hmm. And it might've been... I don't know, maybe 15, 20-ish minutes. I just walked slow. I, I walked slow anyway. But you're right. It was just something. And I wasn't even thinking to, you know, ask a question or, or connect, you know, cosmic. I was, well, I wish I had now, but I, I was just walking. Like, I'm just going to enjoy this peaceful time. And that's just so underrated. Wow. Yes, I exactly. love it. Thank you for that. Of course. And that's the thing is, I really believe that we can hold two truths simultaneously, even if they're Mm -hmm. complete opposites. So like for myself, 
I love, again, Taurus, Moon, Venus, and Virgo. <laughs> I <laughs> love diamonds. I love good food, good wine. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, I don't know, luxury designer brands. I love my little Louis Vuitton bags and all that stuff. I love all that stuff. I love having like the highest quality witchcraft condition oils. Like I mm-hmm. love all that stuff. And at the same time, I can tell when I'm loving it in a healthy way. And I can tell when my anxiety is causing me to, you know, want to shop just to avoid my emotions, you know? Right. And Mm. it's really important to be able to kind of check in with ourselves and tell that because of course, you know, we're always going to have this ebb and flow of good days, not so good days, back to good days, et cetera. But being able to both allow ourselves to enjoy things, you know, you can be spiritual and also love Louis Vuitton and (laughs) you can be spiritual and not have to have a candle in every color or uh, Mm -hmm. a crystal for every intention. And that I think is the most beautiful thing to me. And those are the things that I remember the most. I don't remember uh, the rituals where I had all of the perfect supplies and the fresh roses and all that. I remember the times when I've been, like we just said, out on a walk by myself and I felt comfortable with myself. I remember the times when I have like gone out in literally no makeup, hair a mess, fucking bike shorts. And I've (laughs) met people that we're just clearly magnetized to me because of Mm -hmm. my own power and magic and allure. And those not to like compliment myself audaciously, but (laughs) those (laughs) are compliment. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. Those are the really affirming times of like, I don't need anything externally. I don't need, you know, the diamonds and the correct candle colors in order to be attractive and magical and magnetizing. All I need is myself and the most powerful and meaningful memories of my own magic and my own power are when I'm just with my real raw self. Um, Mm. And that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy having, you know, the perfect color candle for your ritual or having the nice jewelry or whatever. You absolutely can. You can have both of those things. And ideally you should have both of those things. You don't have to get rid of everything that you own in order to be spiritual. And you also don't have to have a completely aesthetic altar to be spiritual. So I think it's really important and beautiful, especially in winter, in this time of things being less available, us having less energy, all of these things to recognize that I can be both comfortable and ambitious. I can be both spiritual and somebody that has good days and bad days, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, with so much technology being readily available, people feel as if it has to be one or the other because it's just so much information flooded in. Uh, mm-hmm. To your point earlier with, you know, the 15 seconds, you know, you're getting this information, but it's a time to also do that check with yourself. Like, am I consuming this information and doing all these things because maybe that's like my distraction or am I consuming this because it's entertainment purposes. 
And, you know, to, to understand that will help so many people to give back to themselves because with so much information being available, people sometimes feel like they have to put on, uh, you know, so many things just to get something done. Or like you were saying, you have to have all these different color candles and things like that. And it takes away from the magic. And so with this, you know, the sex magic, the pleasure and the love, that real rawness with yourself is the strongest magic you can ever use for yourself. And everything else is a bonus. Exactly. And yeah, going back to, you know, sex and love magic, like as much as it's awesome to be able to do the full sex magic rituals, and I can definitely talk about how to do those and all of that. But that's not accessible for a lot of people, whether you're Mm. a new parent or whether you're working multiple jobs or whether you live with your family and just don't have the privacy for that. Um, The way that we think about sex magic is not super accessible for a lot of people. And so I like to kind of reframe sex magic as not in kind of the same as sexuality in general. It's not an activity that you do once for 15 minutes in the bedroom once a week it's it's a lifestyle <laughs> right <laughs> it's, a, it's not a phase it's a lifestyle <laughs> but really it's it's a way of being and existing in the world of existing in your own personal sense of allure and power and attraction it's a way of existing in the world with confidence with prioritizing your pleasure with really reveling in your power and knowing that no matter what happens to you during the day, whether you're having a good high vibe day or whether you're having a shitty day, that you never lose touch with that magic, that 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 pleasure and that joy is always intrinsic to you and always within you. And you can bring it out at any time, whether you're like walking around the city and you just decide to like turn on your allure and start noticing people can't help but look at you or whether you're, you know, having sex with yourself or your partner and you really intentionally just embody the full spectrum of pleasure and like fully engage in the moment as opposed to like your mind wandering off to, did I do the laundry yet or not? So (laughs) that's kind of, you know, summarizes how I think about it, that it is, it is a, part of our lives that can be um, kind of integrated into our entire daily lives and uplift us in every single way, not just, you know, whenever we happen to be having sex with someone, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, perfect sense. And this is why examples like what you were saying, you know, you were in your biker shorts. I, I just had to laugh at that point because you were just like, I got biker shorts on and you still think of, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. This is because I think about times where it's like, oh, don't go outside in sweatpants. That's not attractive. And mm-hmm. I used to think, I think people look cool in sweatpants. You're like you, we, you have on a pair of sweats and a nice top. And to your point, it's, it's you, it's that vibe. It's the, you know, their raw energy is you understanding, you know, your, your pleasures and so forth. So, you know, the clothes are an extension, you know, of you. They're not 
they are not you, you know? And so I love that you had that example and I love how you just, you know, break it down of how we can, you know, get to that point, whether you are living with your parents, like you were saying, or maybe, you know, the kids are around. It's so much more than, you know, just the act you were saying, like the 15 minutes. <laughs> it really is a, a lifestyle. So I, I'm so happy that you are redefining sex magic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, I know I've experienced it with myself. I've worked with clients who have experienced it. Someone who was in my uh, most recent um, last cohort of my course, Pleasure and Power, um, we were talking and catching up the other day and she just had a complete 180. Like she had gone from being socially anxious and just like generalized anxiety and in this like toxic work environment and all of this stuff. And, um, we of course have been working together for the past few months. And she was telling me that she, you know, was going out and, um, men that she was interested in were noticing her and like just drawn to her and, that she, you know, decided to leave her job and it was so easy for her to get interviews and she just landed a job and she is now going to be making double the salary that she had at her last job. And it was just like, so incredible to every time I hear a story like that of a client Mm -hmm. of mine, it's like, okay, it's not just me. It's not a coincidence. (laughs) Right. Like I knew it was true already, but I just love seeing it for other people and all of the different ways, you know, folks who go from feeling like they're not attractive at all into just really diving into what makes them uniquely irresistible and noticing the impacts of that. Because as much as we don't need validation from others, it also feels awesome to get validation from others. Like, mm-hmm. again, we can we can hold both of those truths at the same time. As much as I don't need other people to tell me that I'm attractive, it's also awesome to, you know, have someone that I'm interested come up to me and ask for my number mm-hmm. when I'm like sweaty and straight out of the mosh pit at a hardcore show <laughs> <laughs> and like no makeup and biker shorts. Like that's fabulous. <laughs> right. So it's just so important to really recognize that it's not about what our hair looks like, what our body looks like, what anything looks like. It's really that energy that we exude and we have full constructive control over that. And that's really what romanticizing our lives and having a sex magic practice means, at least to me, is integrating that into every aspect of our lives, whether it's our career, whether it's our love life or our sense of confidence and power in general, whatever it is, because a lot of societies and cultures and people have been so afraid of sex for so long and still Mm. are. And if we can tap into that most intimate, raw and real part of ourselves and find power in it instead of shame and fear, then we are basically unstoppable. Yes. And so woohoo, shout out to your client. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, you know, 
it's it's about a, a style too. And that's what I realized. And I, I love that you are also, you know, breaking down what society, you know, deems as, you know, this is acceptable for sex, but not that because once we dive into our, our sex magic and things like that, you know, just, just like you said, we become unstoppable. Unstoppable. I realized just how powerful sexual energy is. It's healing. It's so much more than what's being shown or expressed, you know, in the, I'm about to show my age. I was about to say interwebs. I don't know where that came from. I apologize, listeners on the internet. <laughs> I'm hanging around too many, I like interwebs. Well, I'm hanging around on the internet and things like that because uh, w- once we are in tune with our pleasure and our our sexual energy, the confidence is just like whoa that's that's within me. All mm-hmm. I had to do was just dive into this like <laughs> why aren't they teaching more of this? So I love that you are breaking it down to the bare bones of the matter the Hey, this is a lifestyle and here's how you can do that. And, you know, to, to dive into your pleasure means this, you know, like you were saying, you know, you're coming out of a mosh pit, but guess what? It's your vibe, it's your style. And someone, you know, digs that, you know, it's, it's what people pick up. And that's what I love about this because we get to frame it how it best fits us. Mm -hmm. And, and when we do that, not, not only does that let us reclaim our power but again i i just see the the domino effect that happens through so many areas of our lives and imagine how many more people you can have a better connection with because you decided to give that attention to yourself during these months exactly exactly really honoring that space and seeing the rewards from it and that's the thing is it really builds on itself like Once you gain a little bit of confidence, then you gain a little more and then it just keeps going and going and you start trusting yourself more. You start um, being more ambitious and more adventurous, taking more strategic risks, seeing the rewards of those and having the resilience to get through any of the obstacles or the bad times that are going to come in between. And it really is such a beautiful and powerful gift for each of us to really be everything that we can be, to be our fullest, realest selves, because that not only makes our own lives better, but it makes everyone else's lives better. Like I remember I was talking to my cousin and she was like, I really want to major in theater, but I feel like I would be, you know, doing a disservice, like, I'm I'm really good at, you know, accounting or whatever it was. And I was like, if Meryl Streep was a really good accountant, do you think it would be better for her to be an accountant or the actress that we all know and love? And so it's just <laughs> like, again, that's just one example, but mm-hmm. really being our truest, fullest selves is the way that we can be of best service both to ourselves and to our entire world. And it really is, it just, it builds on itself. And I just love seeing folks really take those courageous actions and make those commitments 
to embrace those sides of themselves. And you really see people come to life when they choose to do that. And it's, it's amazing. And it, it bleeds into every aspect of their lives and of the lives of people that they're surrounded with. And it's just so beautiful to, to see folks build that for themselves. Oh, yes, I can. Well, even speaking for myself, like, I know it's like a building block for me. It's just, I overcome one thing, I overcome another thing and so forth and so forth. So yeah, I can definitely see how it's, hey, like, I'm really good with the counting, but like, but my heart's saying go this way. And so it's, it's like, to your point earlier of, you can go this way or that way. It doesn't mean that you can't do one without the other, but, you know, also think about what is your heart saying? What's your soul saying? And, you know, when you had that conversation with yourself, that's when you think, oh, wait a minute. That's what logic would say, but my intuition is saying, you know, go, go right because you don't know where this may lead, but it's going to, it's going to be amazing. Trust me. So I, I love that example because sometimes some things seem clear cut, you know, or, or it just seems like "Mm, maybe, maybe I entertain it, but not really. And when it comes to this, you know, understanding, you know, the, everything that falls under the, the sex magic, the love, the pleasure, it's really a time to Truly, 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 as we've been talking about, you know, throughout this show, giving yourself that permission. Really, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's another theme of giving yourself that permission to go forth and do those great things. And you know, you can use that, fuel that with the the sex magic, the the pleasure, like just really diving into yourself. Man, powerful. Exactly. I, I love to see it. (laughs) It's, it's such a powerful practice and it really does that sense of self-love and self-trust and self-confidence. All of those things are things that we deserve to have that we can cultivate through a sex magic practice, through pleasure practices. And they are things that will carry into, you know, making decisions about our lives, about our careers, about our relationships Mm -hmm. and integrating that self-trust, self-love and pleasure and joy and engagement with our lives into every aspect of our lives. And that's really the goal. Like I, I teach about sex, but what I'm really teaching is people being comfortable and confident in their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And I love it. (laughs) Yes. And so second to last question, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I could go on and I'm like, I don't want to take up too much of our time. So I, I know we covered a lot of things of what people, you know, can do, but w- where would you suggest someone start in, in, mm-hmm. in this process with the sex magic during uh, the winter seasons or winter season? Yeah, I would suggest folks to start with um, something that I call the pleasure spectrum. So I think mm-hmm. of pleasure as not just one thing, but kind of a spectrum of things. So there's sensory pleasures, which is like how good your morning coffee smells and you know how good it feels to feel the warm shower water on your skin and those sense-based pleasures like 
They don't have to involve sexuality at all, but they're pleasurable derived from the things that we experience in our five senses. And then there's sensual pleasure, which is kind of a bridge between the sensory and the the sexual. So sensual pleasures could include um, dancing, um, erotic or sensual movement, um, self-massage or partnered massage, those things that can kind of ride on the periphery of sexual, but they're Mm -hmm. not specifically sexual. Um, Shabari is a great example of that too. That can be sexual or non-sexual and then sexual pleasure being the most obvious one of like engaging in sexual activities, whether that's solo or partnered sex, whether it's penetrative or non-penetrative, penetrative sex. (laughs) Someday I'll be able to say that tongue twister. Um, I have brackets on the back of my teeth, so no worries. Like I'm always. It's so difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so recognizing that spectrum of pleasure and not putting the pressure on yourself to engage in a type of pleasure that you are not naturally feeling. So the point here is not to become, you know, a star of sex in five days. It's not to like get to this certain goal oriented place of having sex this many times a week or whatever. It's about really honoring what your body and heart and mind want and Mm. paying attention to that and going with that. And so in terms of folks starting out, I would recommend taking the time to really listen to what your body is calling for. Is it calling for a sensory pleasure, like taking a hot shower or wrapping yourself up in blankets and tea? Or is it calling for a sensual pleasure, like, you know, really intentionally um, moisturizing your skin with your favorite lotion or spending some time dancing to your favorite sensual music? Or is it calling for sexual pleasure, like engaging sexually with yourself in solo play or engaging in partnered play or kink or whatever? And so paying attention to that and notice how that self-trust and that listening to yourself builds on itself um, and how that intuitive voice grows clearer and clearer as you continuously listen to yourself instead of denying yourself or forcing yourself when you don't have to. So that's what I would recommend. And then, you know, having the the tools available to engage in all of those activities. So, you know, if you can um, make yourself a sensual playlist so that you always have um, some music at the ready to engage sensually in because music is, is an amazing way of connecting with your sensuality. Um, Or if you can, you know, get yourself like a massage candle or an oil so that you can leave it on your bedside and engage in some self-massage whenever you feel the call to or whatever the case may be. Um, And again, that could be more or less accessible to folks based on their budget and everything, but things like taking a shower or really enjoying every sip of your morning coffee or like listening to your favorite song and dancing, those are all free. So really, you know, making it work for you based on your own schedule, your own budget, your own desires, and knowing that it doesn't matter 
what your ritual cost or what your items cost or how much time you spent doing something. The key to effective magic is how emotionally invested you are in it. So if you're really feeling the sensual dance, but you're like, oh no, it would probably be more witchy of me to do an hour long candle spell. If you're not into the candle spell, it's not going to be effective. Whereas if you are just like dancing your heart out and you are feeling it and you are engaging with yourself and you're loving it, that is going to be 10,000 times more powerful than forcing Mm -hmm. yourself to do a candle spell, you know? Yeah. And then forcing yourself to sit there and look into the flame. And then you're like, oh, the flame went right. Oh, the flame went higher. Oh my God. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, and I use that as an example, just because like a candle spell is a pretty ubiquitous witchy thing to do. But like, if you are someone that likes candle spells, you know, do that, follow it, whatever you like. Drinking your coffee can be a magical thing. Going out for a walk can be a magical thing. Taking a shower can be a magical thing. It really, again, depends on you, your vibe, your energy. Literally just sitting with yourself doing nothing can be the most magically powerful thing that you do ever if that is really what you're drawn to and what's meaningful for you. Wow. So, 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 so beautiful. And I'm just thinking as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, I do enjoy smelling my coffee in the morning. And I have, um, uh, what do you call it? Fenty Beauty skincare products. And mm-hmm. the smell is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like, and, and I have um, shower bath bombs. So, or, or sh- shower bombs, what they call because there's bath bombs and then shower bombs. So I have like this whole you know, sensory thing that I do in the morning and I feel invigorated and ready to go. And then I also have, it's an erotic playlist on Spotify and, you know, then, you know, I'm moving my hips, I'm working on my, uh, my lower chakra. So yeah, you're right. It just, it really gets you in that mood. I'm like, oh my gosh. So when my spiritual warrior Bay comes into my life, <laughs> he's going to be in for a treat. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing with like, whether it's, you know, law of attraction folks or manifestation folks, like the common denominator in terms of manifestation and attraction magic is feeling what you want to feel. So like when I do love magic and when I think about what I want in a partner, I'm thinking about, you know, this specific warm and loving and caring feeling. And so really feeling that like sitting with yourself, if you sit with yourself for five minutes during the day and you just fully immersively feel that warmth and that love. And, you know, if it manifests as a certain color or a certain scent or whatever, if you spend like a good five minutes, just fully immersed in that experience of embodying that feeling that you want to feel with a partner, that is going to be exponentially more powerful than like forcing yourself to do any other type of spell just because you think that it's more witchy or you think that it'll be more effective, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and just sitting and envisioning doesn't cost anything. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. So any final thoughts, uh, anything you want to, um, 
And I know you mentioned uh, Pleasure and Empowered. Did, did that close? Because uh, I know I saw it on your Instagram. So that's like yeah. a twofold question. Yeah. <laughs> that's still um, open. And any final <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Any final, well, starting with the question you asked, um, I closed the, uh, this launch of pleasure and power for the second cohort. I am planning on opening, um, it back up for a self-study option with an optional, um, community and, um, one-on-one guidance option as well. And I'm, I'll probably be opening that up in, a month or two, just because some folks um, were looking for kind of an alternative um, way of doing it. And that's going to be at half the regular price for the self-study options. So for folks who are looking for something more in their price range, that is definitely something you should keep an eye on. And I guess the final thing that I want to say is that you know we we do exist in this world of like we were talking about quick fixes on TikTok and like, just do this and your life will be better. And I think it's, you know, valid and valuable to look at those things for inspiration. But if we really want to engender that change and transformation in our lives, it's really important to do it in a way that feels truly good and authentic and unique to us. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely do that, you know, by reading books and reflecting and everything. Um, but the real change, you know, comes from that balance of having a structured container, like whether it's a course or whether it's working with a coach or something. Um, and also having that ability to really tailor it and personalize it to you. Um, Mm -hmm. we really, we won't get everywhere that we want to get by, you know, taking these one size fits all approaches and trying to contort ourselves to fit a one size fits all approach to something. So it really takes that extra effort and that extra time and energy to figure out how does this work for me? How, Mm. how can I find these practices that align with both my integrity and my intuition. And that really feel right for me, because whether that looks like a really simple everyday practice, or whether that looks like a huge ornate ritual or something in between, it doesn't matter what it is. It matters if it really resonates for the individual. Mm -hmm. So, so I really want to leave folks with that, that like, if you're feeling frustrated, you know, by, just the deluge of social media and like the quick fixes and the one size fits all things Um, really take time this winter. If you can to spend some time personalizing it for yourself, spend some time listening to your intuition, reflecting on your integrity and your values and finding the ways of really personalizing that work. Um, Of course, I think the best way of doing that is working with um, a teacher or a mentor or a coach, because Mm -hmm. I am one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've seen that work really well for folks. Um, But the main point, regardless of the type of information and learning that you seek out, is to make sure that you're filtering it through um, both that integrity and that intuition within you and building up your intuition that skill set of intuition building and that skill set of building and reflecting on your integrity consistently is really going to be 
that powerful internal compass for taking in all of this information and holding on to what works for you and not pressuring yourself to adhere to the things that don't. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's all I have to say. (laughs) And thank you for coming to Gwen's Ted talk. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone tells me to do a Ted talk and I'm like, how do I even achieve that? How do I do a Ted talk? I'll figure it out someday. (laughs) I used to Google it back in the day. I think, well, well, now they have like Ted talks in, in, different cities too because before it used to be like just like the tech talk and they expanded that I guess because you know more people like hey we're, like, we can talk too what's going on we can't wait for you know I am the next capable round. of talking <laughs> right exactly exactly so yeah um maybe you know like the TED talk or TED talk x main or something like that yeah I yeah I can't wait oh, yeah. for you to have your text your your I just combined a TED and X. Your TED talk. <laughs> I can't wait to you have your Thank TED you. talk. Thank <laughs> you. I can't wait to <laughs> Oh my God. These brackets on the back of my teeth just makes speaking a little bit hard. <laughs> so anyway. You're good. I have no excuse and I still trip over my words all the time. Oh my goodness. Too funny. But what I want to say again is thank you. This is so informative and you know, to, to hear things like, you know, be real and raw with yourself, tap into the energy, you know, self-trust, you know, give yourself that space and things like that. Not enough people are talking about that. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, you know, when when someone hears it, they're going to tell another person and another person, and it's okay if they want, you know, some of their practices to be private and that's fine. And, and, And some should be private, right. To ourselves. But to, you know, share some of this, you know, send Gwen's, you know, a website link, you know, go follow her, things like that, you know, on Instagram and, you know, connect with her because to really understand your, your, your pleasure is power, hence the name of your course. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. And the, the strength and healing that comes from that. Oh my gosh, unparalleled. So mm-hmm. Gwen, thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, you're one of my favorite people, one of my favorite witches. And uh, to all the listeners out there, you know, I am sending you so many blessings, lots of love. You know, I'm rooting for you. Remember to be kind to yourself until next time. Thank you so much, Tia. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tiamariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.